Episode 136 of the Business Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Kirk Semenoff, Associate Editor at the Business Journal, sitting in for Editor Bill Roy, who is enjoying a well-earned week off by watching his alma mater lose in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Can't win them all, Bill. Well, Bill's not here, but the new year is. And with it comes the business stories we're tracking with great interest over the next 12 months. Business Journal reporters Daniel McCoy and Shelby Reynolds are here to talk about stories on their radar in 2020. Some will start fresh this year, some are continuing from 2019, but they'll all have an effect on Wichita, its economy, and quality of life. First, here's what you can see in the weekly edition of the Business Journal. Our cover story this week is on new Wichita State University President Jay Golden, who hit the ground running last month. Daniel sat with him for a wide-ranging question and answer session. That begins on page 8. The Wichita Business Journal list this week is hotels and motels, ranked by number of rooms. Shelby's story to accompany the list takes a look at a major updating project at the top of the list. The list's on page 6, the story on page 7. We want to help you grow your business. As always, we have business leads, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a corporation, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. It's all in our leads section. Back to talk with Daniel and Shelby in a moment. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Shelby and Daniel, thanks for making the 30-foot walk to the microphones. <laughs> You're back, Anytime. No <laughs> well, our last paper of 2019 listed 20 people or groups that we thought will make an impact on Wichita over the next decade. Today, we're just going to look at the upcoming year and focus on the stories we think will be most important to Wichita by the time we reach 2021. Let's start with workforce development, always a popular topic. It's the number one problem we hear from all sorts of industries local, Daniel. But does that change looking at 2020? Uh, I think you'll still see a, a tight labor market, uh, but there'll, there, there'll certainly be some changing dynamics to that uh, in at least the first half of the year, primarily due to uh, commercial aerospace and the pause in production of the 737 MAX. That's going to have an uh, impact at Spirit, obviously, and then with all the other uh, smaller suppliers uh, in, their, in their local supply chain. The question now is how long does that production freeze last? Where does production come? What level does production return to? Um, how are these companies going to retain the employees during this interim time so that they have the workers they need when production does come back? It's a lot of tough questions for them uh, in that industry. But, of course, that industry supports so much else that, uh, you know, similar questions will be faced all around. But you're right. Um, all year, every sector we talk to, um, healthcare, technology, uh, education, everything. Um, everyone was struggling to find the people that they needed. So I don't think we'll see that, uh, uh, you know, reverse course. I think we'll still see uh, a lot of demand for, for skilled labor just simply because of, of, you know, the population numbers that you look, uh, when you look at Wichita, don't have a lot of new people coming in. So um, I think there's still going to be demand for jobs and there's still going to be a need for people. So that'll probably be another one of the big topics throughout 2020 as well. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to talk more about aviation later, but I want to switch to development. Uh, Shelby, both the projects we know about and the ones we don't know about. Uh, broad question, but could you take us through what's ahead on both banks of the river downtown? Sure. Yeah, we're kind of coming to what I think is the beginning of this, but in some ways the end of this Riverfront Legacy Master Plan process that started um, over a year ago. But uh, basically we're gonna hear uh, what is essentially a master plan um, on January 14th. Um, Populous, the, the Kansas City-based group that's uh, responsible for this, they're, they're presenting this to the public uh, then on the 14th. And after that, uh, they will bring this to the city. So at some point this will come to the city council. Uh, they will uh, come up with a master plan and break it out into phases, come up with kind of a timeline going forward so it's a little unclear where that's headed at this point but um, we should know more here very very soon um, and then on the West Bank, um, we just heard um, what is an initial development agreement with the developers of the Riverfront Village which is the uh, proposed development just the north of the baseball stadium uh, there at McLean and, and Douglas, um, which is kind of a whole smorgasbord of, of, of commercial development, hotel, uh, apartments, retail, kind of an entertainment uh, features, a parking garage. So uh, we just heard that. Um, it's going to come before the city council again next week on the 7th. Um, so we'll know more about what those plans include. Right now they're saying it's supposed to be market driven. So it's, it's a little fluid at this point. Uh, the scope of the project is still kind of up in the air but it's definitely a huge, huge piece on the riverfront and uh, in our city. Back on the East Bank, uh, one of the projects that's going to be coming that we know about already is Jack DeBoer's new mm -hmm. uh, office building on Waterwalk at Waterman mm -hmm. in Maine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's labeled as something special and something more than your office building, normal office building. Tell us uh, more about it than how it fits into the populist plans. Sure. Yeah. I mean, office in general has come a long way downtown. We've got a lot of new buildings being built and some redevelopment going on. So this one is is kind of more of the same. But yeah, like you said, it, they're saying it's sort of a, they're calling it Class AA. So it's it's this you know lots of amenities. Uh, it's five stories, mostly office, but some ground floor retail and restaurants. Um, it's, it has parking, floor to floor parking access, much like uh, the neighboring um, building, the apartments to, to the south of there um, but yeah certainly um, fits right into that riverfront it's on that site you know uh, from Maine to the river and Douglas to Kellogg so um, you know I think uh, looking at some of the concept maps I mean um, the proposed uh, renderings already included commercial in that area so I think it's it's not, it's not going to you know throw any wrenches in any plans anything like that um, I think the the plans that are being considered now actually have um, the performing arts center just across the street from that building, just to the north uh, on the other side of Waterman. So, um, you know, it fits right in, I, I think. And, and I know Jack's been working with that team and has been communicating with them. So um, I, think, I think it'll just kind of move along pretty nicely. Looking at the entire city for development, uh, are there any hot spots that you see coming up in 2020? Or are they still going to be the normal spots, you know, Greenwich Place and New Market mm -hmm. going north on Mays Road? Yeah, New Market's still had, had growth. I think it's slowed a little bit there. Um, it, it's, you know, going north to 29th and up to 37th. Um, Greenwich Place, I think, is, is still going to be a hot spot. There's tons of land out there still that's undeveloped, but there's there's construction going on there. So you'll, I think you'll still start to see uh, some projects going on. But um, I think now that construction's finished on Kellogg, I think 
think we're going to start to see more um, projects being developed on like Web Road and Greenwich. We've already started to see some land and some real estate deals happen there. And then downtown, we've got a lot of um, retail and kind of restaurant spots that are in the works. Like I said, the office buildings um, that are being developed have kind of those ground floor retail spots. So I think we'll start to see those come online here in 2020 as those projects finish up. And of course, another project going on is a city project, the new baseball stadium, uh, much of Wichita is excited about the AAA baseball returning to the city, whether you like the wind surge nickname or not. Uh, first pitch is scheduled for April 14th, and crews expect the stadium to be ready in time. Uh, for both of you, Daniel, first, what is your ex expectation of how the city will react to baseball's return? You know, how will it react to the new stadium? And most importantly, will, will fans think there's enough parking? <laughs> I think generally uh, uh, folks seem to be excited about the return of, of affiliated baseball to Wichita. Um, certainly this first inaugural season, I think you'll see a lot of folks come out and a lot of folks are uh, certainly excited to see the new ballpark and, and uh, begin to get a taste of some of these amenities that will eventually be down there and, and see uh, what all's uh, gone into that. The question I think some folks still have is how long does that last? Does that drive the kind of spending in that district that is going to be needed? to ultimately cover um, the cost uh, of the new stadium. But I think initially, especially like I said in this inaugural season, I, I would anticipate attendance to be pretty good and it to be a place that, uh, you know, folks take their families and have a good time and enjoy the ballpark and, and uh, just kind of enjoy the return of, of, like I said, affiliated baseball. Seeing some of these top prospects come through town will be exciting and, and watching some of them move on to the major league will be, will be fun as well. So I think generally folks are excited about it and uh, ready for that first pitch in April. Shelby? Yeah, I think I think parking will will definitely be an issue. Um, yes. <laughs> there, they, you know, there. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I wrote about the park and ride facility that will be built, but that's not going to open until 2021. So this first year of of, of the baseball season is definitely going to be a little tight. Um, they're they're putting some band aids on it and finding some spots uh, around the church parking lot uh, for now. But um, yeah, it's going to be a little crowded around there, and I know businesses are, aren't appreciative of that. But um, yeah, I think people who even though they don't like the name, they have said, yeah, I'll still go to the game. So um, um, I think people are excited. Um, ticket prices are, are pretty cheap, and so I think um, I think it will be a huge attraction. The, the stadium is a city-owned structure, which provides a nice segue for us into city government. 37-year-old uh, Brandon Whipple will be sworn in as mayor on January 14th, and for the first time in 16 years, we'll have a mayor with no previous city government experience. Daniel, you're working on a story previewing his term. Do we know what we can expect from the new mayor? Uh, I think to some degree, yes, and to some degree, uh, no. We just haven't seen him interact, uh, at least with the business community um, here locally, uh, in terms of governance and, and uh, how he intends to, to um, steer the city for, uh, to what degree he can. As a mayor, obviously, it's a, it's a council majority on anything. So that'll be a dynamic, of course, to watch going forward. I know uh, there are some sectors that uh, he's spoken about and, and folks uh, in those sectors, particularly technology, um, seem to feel like he's very much uh, in favor of growing that as kind of an economic diversification tool, um, which I think everyone agrees is important. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with that and, and 
with other, you know, potential economic diversification uh, initiatives. But um, to get started, uh, you know, we just don't know uh, kind of what his relationship with with other local business leaders is like. He, uh, uh, we know from his campaign uh, finance reports, he didn't have a lot of of business donations to his campaign. Now, what that means going forward, I can't I can't tell you. But certainly, he's going to be, you know, uh, by virtue of being in that seat. Um, he will be uh, somebody that business leaders need to get to know and want to get to know. And, and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, for example, first of all, how he handles the, the issues with commercial aerospace. He's talked about bringing whatever um, resources the city can to, to help through this this time of, of slowed down work on the 737 MAX. So um, in regards to that, he'll obviously have to hit the ground running pretty fast with that. So I think uh, we'll get a pretty good idea uh, early on in the year, uh, you know, what kind of his, his interaction with business and, and uh, you know, his stance as far as growth for the city is uh, with, with projects like Shelby was talking about as well. A, a, lot, on, a lot on the plate uh, in, his, in his first term. For sure. For both of you, which what's mo- most interesting to you about Brandon Whipple? Is it his age? We've never had a mayor in my you know 53 years that I can remember this being this young taking over, yeah. or the fact that he has no city government experience, or the fact that he's working with a council that the entire council is coming back intact, and there's six voices who have you know have that experience that he doesn't have at the city level. Right. Um, I, I would think uh, it's probably his age and, and uh, experience. Um, I think you could view it, I think it could be viewed as either a pro or a con, really, uh, and it'll depend on kind of what he does with it, but certainly some, you know, enthusiasm and maybe some openness to, to some new ideas and, and things we haven't tried in the past. You could see that uh, maybe happening, but um, yeah, I think it's just uh, kind of his fresh uh, uh, approach and like you say uh, he'll be bringing in you know a, a new set of ideas and and uh, looking at things in a different way maybe than have been certainly in in my time uh, covering city government so that that to me would be interesting yeah I think that's what got him the vote really I mean I think people wanted somebody who was going to bring in a new perspective and um, you know not have the mentality of oh this is how it's always been done um, right. and and have that sense of transparency so I think I think people are excited about the fact that he is young and, and is coming in with a, a a new you know new set of eyes. Let's finish with other downtown development. Uh, Shelby, we saw several projects get off the drawing board and off the ground last year. Uh, tell us where downtown is with some of those big projects and and maybe what's next. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're seeing steel beams going up at uh, 430 Redevelopment, which is TGC Group's uh, project there on, on Emporia and Douglas. Um, uh, Spaghetti Works just kind of wrapped up at the end of the year this year, but we'll kind of see the finishing touches on that. Um, and then, of course, um, Sudetokola's kind of complex of, of redevelopment projects along Douglas there is, is starting to take shape. Um, the Kansas Health Science Center building is um, under construction. I think last I heard it was um, finishing up demolition, so I'm still waiting on to get a uh, construction update there. But um, obviously they had a shakeup late last year. Their founding dean left, I think, less than six months after he started. So um, they're still looking for a replacement for him. So we'll definitely look there to see, um, you know, whoever they bring in next, what, what direction they're going to take it. But 
the rest of those projects are uh, coming together. In fact, the AC Hotel, remember, is actually going to open before the school will. So that's going to open in 2021. Uh, the school will follow the next year, followed by uh, student housing and then eventually the, the food hall. So um, lots of things going on, um, you know, no shortage of things to write about and things to keep updated on. So I look forward to covering that in 2020. Well, we'll look forward to both of your coverage of, of big events in the next year. Daniel McCoy, Shelby Reynolds, we appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yes, thank you. Yep, thank you. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 136. Check out all of our episodes at the Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.